You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 42, where Friday the 13th falls on a Wednesday this month, this 13th of November in the year of our Lord, 2019. I hope you're not suspicious. Instead, this is a month to be most thankful. You know, later this month at Thanksgiving dinner, like a lot of families, we go around the table and everyone shares what they've been thankful for this year. The expressions of gratitude are usually the same for family, for good health, prayers that have been answered, and maybe one or two events from the past year. It's always good to reaffirm blessings like these. They're the good things of life that deserve to be acknowledged. But what about the not-so-good things? Is it possible to be grateful for them? I think there is. I think we can find a measure of gratitude in our relationship with the annoyances and irritations of life that can actually bring us joy. Let me explain. I'll start with a few examples of irritations that I'm facing right now. Earlier this year, Janet, uh, unfortunately, needed some uh, serious dental work done. She needed a root canal uh, done on one of her teeth. And so we went to the dental surgeon, and uh, the surgeon themselves did a, did a great job. The irritation, though, comes from their billing department and the bills they keep sending us. We have uh, dental insurance. It's not the best in the world, but it's better than nothing. And we found that uh, they kept sending the claim for the dental work to the wrong insurance company. Uh, They did it five times, (laughs) and they wanted us to pay because they said, well, the insurance company's not paying. Well, of course it wasn't paying because it was the wrong insurance company. So I finally uh, called the office manager and told her what I thought was happening and why they were submitting it to the wrong insurance company. And she looked on her records, and she said, you're right. Sure enough, you're right. So uh, she sent it off uh, to the correct insurance company. And then we get another bill a month later stating uh, we still owe the whole bill uh, because the insurance company wasn't paying for it because there was no such insurance code. Well, I called the office manager back again, and she said, I'm sure I did it right. And I said, well, could you call the insurance company and find out what was missing, what was wrong in your submission? So it's going back and forth, back and forth. And uh, so she did. And uh, a couple of days later, she called and said, oh, yeah, it really was my error. So there's been this uh, back and forth, back and forth with the insurance company and the dental office. It, it's just a great nuisance, and it takes a lot of time. And um, I've, I've about had it with that. It just really is irritating. Second irritation uh, that, that I'm dealing with is, We have a grandfather clock that Janet and I gave to each other for Christmas a long time ago, back in the the 80s, another century. And I just noticed recently that uh, when the clock uh, chimes at every hour, 
except two. It doesn't chime at two. It'll say it's one o'clock. And then when two o'clock comes, it says it's one o'clock again. It chimes it's one o'clock again, and it goes to three. The clock has something against the number two. I'm not sure what it is. And I've looked in the manual how to how to correct this and fix it, and I can't figure out why it's doing that. Why just the number two? And the manual says that we need to have this clock uh, serviced every about every two to three years, uh, just to get it oiled. And the, and we've been doing that, and uh, the clock's working great. I mean, we've we've had it for a long time, and it's accurate to about. Um, 10 to 15 seconds per week. I have to wind it once per week. But it's kind of annoying knowing that uh, it doesn't chime on the number two. Well, that's my second irritation. Third irritation is we had a new driveway put in uh, four or five years ago when we moved into our house, and we had to have some tree work done uh, in the back of our lot. And when the Tree guys came, uh, they drove on the concrete, and I'm convinced that they put a crack in in the driveway down near the road. Um, They swear it wasn't them, but I know in the morning there was no crack, and in the evening when I came home, there was a crack. So what do you do about that? Well, I filled it in, but it's, you know, it, it just doesn't look right. It's disfigured. And the final irritation that I want to share has to do with my computer. Uh, The computer is only about two years old, and the letter A on the keyboard doesn't always register on the screen. It sometimes skips. Sometimes it registers. Sometimes it doesn't. Well, the computer is under warranty, so I took it in, and uh, the guy said, well, let me put on a new key. He put on a new key, and I took it home, and it was doing it again. You know, it didn't really fix anything. So I took it back to the computer store, and he said, well, we've had a problem with these keyboards, and what we'll have to do is replace the whole keyboard, and your computer will be down for about a day. We'll try to do it as quickly as we can because we know you need your computer. And so we had to order, or they had to order a whole new keyboard, and that was going to take about a week. So I got home, and I'm thinking about this this really annoying thing. The A doesn't always work. Reminded me of the that novel um, by Nathaniel Hawthorne, the, the Scarlet Letter. It was about a woman who wore a big letter A. And uh, I won't spoil the book for you, but uh, there's a reason why it was an A. Well, on my keyboard, you do need to use the word. Uh, you do you do need to use the letter A frequently. But in thinking about replacing the entire keyboard, I'm reminded of the principle that sometimes when you fix one problem, you create a bunch of other ones that were more serious than the original problem. And I just could imagine them replacing the keyboard and goofing up all kinds of other things that would make it worse. So I decided not to replace the keyboard, and I'm stuck with this letter A. The odd thing is that sometimes it does work. And when it is working, I tend to forget that there'll be times when it doesn't. And I've tried um, paying attention to where on the key I actually uh, press my finger. But you can only do that so much. And I, I think sometimes this letter is laughing at me, when, especially when I 
am confident that it's working well and I don't have to do anything. I think I hear it snickering beneath the keyboard. Well, um, so those are, those are the irritations that, that I'm dealing with right now. My relationship with these irritations of life is not a pretty one. I find myself at times obsessing over these little things and thinking that, you know, if only if only I didn't get another bill from the dental uh, surgeon, if only the crack in the driveway wasn't there, if only my letter A worked, life would be so much better. And I find myself from time to time obsessing about these things. Maybe you do too, I don't know. But I have found that in my better moments that there is actually joy to be found in these irritations. Let me explain. For one thing, uh, you know, there is joy in realizing that no one is out to get me, that I'm not a victim, that the insurance company and the dental office aren't really after me. They don't wake up in the morning thinking, how can we get John today? How can we irritate him? Now, um, you know, most people are trying. And some people are just in dead-end jobs that they don't like uh, for no other reason than to support their family, and they really don't care about their customers. What they care about is supporting their family and just counting the hours to the end of the day so that they can get home and do something they really enjoy. You know, I've had a job or two like that in my life, so I can relate. I can relate to those kinds of people if I want to. Problem is, a lot of times, most of the time, I don't want to. But when I do, when I start thinking about it from their point of view, I find that um, the irritations just diminish. There's also joy in appreciating that I'm not in control of life as nearly as much as I think I am. You know, these annoyances remind me that I really need Jesus. They remind me to focus on the important stuff. There there is joy in being reminded that all these irritations of life are a result of the fall, that we live in a fallen world, and that we were never made to live the way we are living now that God never intended our life to be filled with irritations and annoyances. But the joy is that it's not going to be like this forever. There is joy found in knowing that God understands what we're going through, and as it says of him in Ephesians 1.10, at the right time God will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. And that includes erroneous bills from the dental office, the crack in my driveway, the clock in my living room, the grandfather clock that doesn't strike two anymore, and the A on my computer keyboard. That someday, under the authority of Christ, all of that will be brought together and function perfectly in heaven and on earth. There's joy in knowing that all the irritations of life will one day cease. When my life ends here on earth and the new one starts in heaven, there will be no more annoyances. No more mail from the dental clinic about an overdue bill. You know, Revelation 21 talks about the the new heaven and the new earth that awaits us as followers of Jesus. 
It's where there will be no more death or sorrow or pain. All these things are going to be gone forever. And so these irritations of life, these annoyances, serve me in giving me joy in anticipating the life to come, what heaven is going to be like. Well, to wrap things up, here, here's what I've learned today. <clears throat> and, and more importantly, I'd, I'd appreciate uh, reading your takeaways from today's program in the uh, box below where it says leave a reply. It's at the bottom of the show notes. Or you can send them to me in an email. But, but for now, here's, here's what I learned. And the first thing is uh, don't let annoyances rob us of the joy of being fully present in the here and now with all the good things that are happening. Secondly, I've learned that I need to adjust my expectations. You know, there is something wrong with absolutely everything. So deal with it, I guess. That's what I'm telling myself. Another thing that I've learned is that I need to anticipate and appreciate what heaven will be like when there will never be any problems, where nothing is broken, where nothing at all needs to be fixed. You know, in the light of eternity, all problems and irritations are temporary. Lastly, I'm learning that no one is ever really thankful for irritations when they first happen. It's just not human nature. It's not reality. But if we give it some time, give the irritation some time to marinate in our heart and to reflect on them in the light of eternity, in time, the gratitude and even joy will emerge when we're able to put these irritations in their proper perspective. Well, before I close, here's the main takeaway from today's episode our show in a sentence. The irritations of life, if we let them, can actually drive us to gratitude to Jesus for calming our hearts when we put these annoyances of life in proper perspective, knowing that in light of eternity, they are only temporary. There are better days coming because of Jesus. Well, what can we do to respond to today's show? A few things come to mind. One is that when we recognize it, to stare our pet peeves in the face with a big smile and repeat, this too will pass. Another thing we can do is make a list of all the things that bother us and in prayer, ask the Lord to give us an eternal perspective about them, to appreciate the fact that they're temporary and that a new day is coming one day very soon where there will be no more problems, no more tears, no more sorrows, no more irritations of life. Another thing we can do is simply to anticipate that things will go wrong, that there will be annoyances and irritations, and therefore we will be less surprised when they do occur. I mean, after all, we do live in a, in a fallen world. Finally, we can try to find the humor in the irritation or annoyance. It probably won't happen right away. In fact, it may take months. But if we look hard enough and reflect hard enough and involve other people in helping us process the irritation, chances are there'll be some humor that we can see. Having kids around is a great tool for that. They love to tease adults who have been irritated about little things. 
I know my grandkids and my children uh, are, are really good at that. Thank you for listening in today. If you found the program helpful, I'd appreciate you writing a brief review in iTunes. This will help search engines get our podcast out to more people. As always, you can find the show notes for the episode by going to johnsertalic.com forward slash podcast. And now for our relationship quote of the week. People who say that small things don't bother them have never slept in a room with a mosquito. (laughs) I like that. Comes to us from Dennis Rainey. Well, that's all for today, folks. See you next week. Goodbye for now. Goodbye for now.